dame was running. Was running just as fast as a beautiful gams would take her. That in itself was okay. If a girl wants to exercise, let her exercise. What I took exception to was the guy behind her. It was near the loo, an old warehouse. The dame came to a dead end. The guy stopped running. The dame had her back against the wall. The guy advanced slowly towards her. He had a gun in his hand. That's when I entered the proceedings. Hold it, Buster. Don't turn around. Or... Watch him. The guy fired. Missed. I fired. Did. Okay. Now, let's see what this is all about. Uh, pick up his gun, will you? All right. Oh, my arm. What are you talking about? I only winged you. What's your name, Buster? Harley Selassie. Oh, you ought to go on the amateur hour. Something tells me you're a bit of an amateur yourself. I didn't get his meaning till it was too late. The girl moved around the back of me and then... <laughs> Two little fellows with sledgehammers were at work inside my skull. Uh... I pushed myself to my feet. Stood there swaying for a while. Finally, focused my eyes enough to look at the luminous dial of my wristwatch. 10.20 p.m. I'd been out for at least five minutes. The girl and the guy were gone. I couldn't figure it. I didn't like the idea of saving a blonde's life and then have her massage the back of my skull with a gun butt. So I decided to do something about it. The club kitty near the cross isn't the sort of place you take your maiden aunt. But it's the sort of place where you find information agents like Bluey Porter. Hi. Good eye, Kent. How you going, eh? Hiya, Bluey. <laughs> Oh, sorry, I can't. Sit down, will you? Thanks. I'll uh, introduce you to a nice shield later on, if you like. No, thanks, no. Hey? Oh, gee, you're feeling bad, are you? Yeah, yeah, I, uh, I got a job for you, Bluey. A job, eh? Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh, oh. Uh, well, I've been pretty busy, like, uh, lately, Kent. I don't think I can sort of fit it in. Uh, not at the usual rates, that is. <laughs> well, you know how it is. It's supply and demand. Yeah, 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 I know. Now, if uh, you're through romanticizing... Aye? I want you to find a girl for me. Girl, eh? Yeah, a girl. Yeah? Now, before I came here, I stopped at home made a sketch of her. What do you mean? Here, here, look at this now. Ah. <laughs> gee, I... Oh, gee. <laughs> you ain't a bad artist. Well, I think it's a pretty accurate picture, right down to the legs. I'll say. Yeah, right here. I, uh... You sure you didn't sort of, uh, <laughs> you know, like uh, exaggerate? No, I mean, you know, no, like it's no. a. It's a scale drawing, Bluey. Gee, eh? Oh, what a pumdinger. What a bobby dazzler. Ah, gee, no wonder you want to find her. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, what's her name? Well, I don't know, but I got to look at the initials on a purse. L.M. L.M. Gee, that's a help. Blonde, eh? Yeah. Eyes? Blue. Yeah. I, I, I figure she's a model or in show business, Bluey. Now, you, you know a lot of the hangers-on in both rackets. If you mean, Kent, I have associates in both businesses, you're just about right, Kent. Okay, okay, associates. I'll call them anything you want, but locate that dame. Well, blimey, I've never found her yet, have I? 
You really want me to answer that? Oh, well, like, there was once or twice when, uh, due to causes outside me control, like... Yeah, uh, yeah, I had to... Uh, uh, yes, well, now, remember? like, uh, about the rates. Because, look, I'm really so busy, Kent, the demand's so big for me that the... Five lady... quid a day, Bluey. Twenty-five when you find her. Right. So, you find her on the first day... You've done fine. Yeah, well, thank you very much all the same, but I'm not satisfied with those rates, Kent. Louis, you? you remember the time I kept my mouth shut about a little packet of diamonds? Yeah. Well, I've still got a receipt you signed. Eh? Yeah, and customs would very much like now, to... Now, oh, say... wait, wait, wait a minute. Now, <laughs> can't you take a joke? <laughs> oh, you always fly off the handle, don't you? <laughs> all right, Kent, all right, all right, all right. Just taste it up. As soon as we're good coppers... I'll, uh, I'll be magnanimous. I'll take the job at your rates. With, uh, like, uh, you know, like uh, an advance, maybe, eh? Uh-huh. Here it comes. You haven't changed much, have you? No, thank you. Now, uh, here we are. Fiber. Fiber. You couldn't make it... No. Ah. Okay, Kent, okay. I'll get busy for you first thing in the morning. Louie checked by phone in the morning. Then I didn't hear from him for two days. Finally, I went to the dirty little tenement where he lived. I knocked on his locked door for a couple of minutes, figuring he might be sleeping off a rum bout, and then... Here, here, here. What's all this, eh? What's going on here? Oh, uh, good morning. Uh, I'm looking for Bluey Porter. Well, he ain't in. Well, do you have any idea of where he is? That might be according to who's asking. And why? And maybe one or two other things. Well, first, I'm a friend of Bluey's. He uh, was doing a job for me. Ha! That's real funny. What is? Anybody being a friend of that rabbit-faced little weasel. Well, we, we, we've we got a sort of understanding. Uh, anyhow, uh, you see this? Oh, me eyesight's pretty good. That's a quid note. Mm-hmm. Now, you tell me where I can find Bluey, and it's yours. Oh, can't buy much with a quid these days. Well, look. Suddenly it's two quid. Hmm. That's a little better. It's as good as it's going to get. Now, where's Bowie? Surfer's Paradise. Took a plane yesterday morning. Surfer's Paradise? Well, where would he get the dough to go there? All I know is he bought a new suit. Paid me a month's rent in advance... Phoned for a taxi and off he went. Even showed me his air ticket. Thanks. I checked at the airline office. A Mr. Bertram Carlyle Porter had boarded a plane for surface paradise. So the next morning, a Mr. Larry Patrick Kent boarded another plane for the same destination. I found Bluey on the beach. <laughs> he was wearing a pair of bright red trunks with yellow crayfish in the design. I came up behind him. He was pulling at a bottle of rum. <coughs> the next thing I did made Bluey think one of the crayfish had come to life. Hey, 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 Hello, hey. Bluey. Ah, oh, Kent. Well, ah, <laughs> oh, gee, Kent. Fancy making you way up here. Yeah, fancy. Yeah, <laughs> never figured on seeing you here. Now, what are you doing way up here, Bluey? Ah, uh, well, uh, 
Well, I was working so hard, you see. And a bloke should have at least one holiday a year, so... <laughs> well, you know, here I am. <laughs> what are you doing up here like, eh? Oh, same thing, more or less. Ah, gee, that's mm-hmm. fine, that's fine. Ah, that's a good aunt. Yeah, I need a holiday too. Yeah, yeah you look at it. Uh, I, uh, you know, uh, ain't got no hard feelings, nothing like that. Hard feelings? Yeah. No, Bluey. Now, to prove I feel just like I've always felt about you, I'm going to invite you to my room for a drink. How's that? A drink, eh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've got a nice bottle of scotch up there. Come on, let's go. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you know, I always say there's nothing like having a drink with an old clobber. That's what I always say. We walked across the sand, over the road, and into the beachfront hotel. My room was on the second floor. After you, Bluey, old pal. Ah, thanks, Cobb. Gee, real nice little room you got here, isn't it? Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, they must slug you a bit for it. Hey, you lock on the door, kid. Mm-hmm. Now I'm putting the key in my pocket. You see? Yeah. I can't. <laughs> nah, don't look at me like that. Now, don't look at me like that. You chiseling little rat. Eh? Who gave you the dough to come up here, Bluey? Why, nobody. I've been saving me money. I've been reading those ads, you know. Uh, quit a week I've been putting away, so I was like... <coughs> no, 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 don't. No, 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 no. Ace it up. Ace it up, kid. You know I've got high blood pressure. I ask you a question, Bluey. Who paid you to come up here? Well, like I said... I hate to do this, old cobber. <coughs> no, no, no. I, 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 I no. sent you looking for a blonde whose initials were L.M. and you found her, didn't you? Now, listen, Kent, old copper, listen, have a bit of art. You found her, didn't you, Bluey? Yeah. Oh. No. Okay. No, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Oh, you're an hasty, tasty. Well, come on, start no, talking. No, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'll go. There, Dick, I'm, I'm telling you the truth. Look, I didn't find the Sheila. No, wait a minute, wait a minute. Don't swing that dirty big leg of mutton at me. Listen, listen, don't lose your head no more, please. But me blood pressure won't stand it. I got varicose veins and I got spitting headaches. I and I got me, me sinus troubles. Me look, uh, look. I, wait a minute, wait. I'll tell you how it happened. I'll tell you how it Go happened. Go on. Well, look. A friend of mine in a rag game said he thought the Sheila might be a model. See, so he asked questions for me, and uh, I saw him a few hours later, and well, he just clammed up on me. He wouldn't say a word. Well, you know, like in the excitement and, and wanting to do a good job for you, uh, I'm yeah, always... And your a, blood pressure, yeah, I know. Yes, and, and me veins, you know. And your sinus. And, and me sinus, yes. Thank you. Oh, you're very sympathetic. Well, I walked around for a while, you see, and you know what? Somebody followed me. He was a big bloke. Busted nose? Yeah, that's right. That's him. That's him. Anyway, he caught up with me, you see. You, you, you can still see the red marks under me. Yeah, well, him. come on. Keep talking. Well, 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 after he did me over a little... He pushed me into a black car, and we saw a bloke named Harry Cassidy. The speculator. That's him, that's him, which is a good way to say racketeer. Anyhow, Cassidy said, why was I looking for the girl? And I said that it was confidential, and then he let me have it again. And he could punch harder even than that other bloke. Well, I made a, quite a fight of it for a while. You know, I chucked the lips right and Come on, get to the right. point. Yeah, well, all right. Well, the point is they forced me to tell them about you. So they give me some dough to come up here and forget about the blonde. They told me to stay up here for at least a month. Did they now? Yeah. Well, we're going to disappoint them, Bluey. Hey? Yeah, we're going down to Sydney. Now, look, Kent. Now, look, I'm, I like up here. We're it's, going it's... down. And we're going to see Mr. Harry Cassidy. Yeah, I was afraid of that. You know how we're going to end up, don't you, Kent? How? Ruddy shark bait. <laughs> 
Louie and I caught the next plane down to Sydney. After landing at Mascot, we went straight to my apartment. Archie, I need a drink, Kent. Here, then, come on, I need a drink. Yeah, help yourself and pour me one. Ah, oh, yes, good out. Good out. Uh, I certainly hope you know what you're doing, Kent. That there Cassidy bloke's a tough customer, believe me. And so is that right-hand man of his. His right-hand man was chasing a dame after I took his gun away. She whacked me over the head with it. I want to know why. Look, I'll tell you what, why. We should have stayed up at Surface Paradise. That's the why. Listen, you know, there was a shearer up there who almost talked to me. She came up that. To... Oh, it doesn't matter. It's no good romanticizing. Here's your drink. Thanks. Well, cheers. Yeah, here's to a short, happy life. Hi. <coughs> Hi. Oh, strike me. Don't go saying things like that, Kent. I tell you, look, this Cassidy bloke's real tough. Fair dinkum. But where does he come into it? Why didn't he want me to locate that blonde? Why was his boy after her with a gun? Why did he send you all the way up to Surface Paradise? Well, I don't know. And to tell you the truth, I ain't too interested. Yeah, but you and me, we're going to find out what gives, Bluey. I hope you don't expect me to do no action work like uh, shooting or nothing like that. You see, your uh, trigger finger, I, uh, I, like, uh, I sprained it a couple of months ago. And it, well, it ain't never been the same since. It sort of, you know, like it palpitates all yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah, right now. Oh, well, thanks. I, I knew you'd understand, Kent. Of course, I'd like to help you out if it comes to shooting, but, uh, you know, me trigger finger. Well, know. don't worry, Bluey. I don't expect you to make like Humphrey Bogart. Just sit near that phone, that's all. Phone, eh? Yeah. It's now just after three. If I don't get in touch with you by five, get on to Inspector Daniels. Hey, where you going, Kent? To see Harry Cassidy. <laughs> Harry Cassidy had a suite of offices that took up the entire ninth floor of the Metropolitan Building. In the general office were six dames, three blondes, two brunettes, a redhead. They looked as though they might have been picked right out of a chorus line, and that's exactly how Harry Cassidy had got them. <laughs> they gave me the up and down coldly. When I asked for the direction of Harry's office, one of them pointed. They were about as warm as Eskimo pies. But the dame who sat behind a desk in the inner office, ah, she was different. Hello. Hello. Something I can do for you? Yeah, that's right, Doris. Vivian. Oh, how do you do, Vivian? I'm Larry. Well, hello, Mr. Larry. Kent. Oh. Well, looks to me like the name rings a loud bell. It's uh, possible... Hmm, it's too bad it's not your uh, personal bell. I'll find out if Mr. Cassidy will see you. You know darn well he'll see me. If you please be seated. Oh, suddenly you're all business. Oh, this is a business office. Yes, what is it, Vivian? Uh, Mr. Larry Kent to see you, Mr. Cassidy. Send him in. Yes, sir. Uh, Mr. Cassidy. I heard. You know, uh, it's too bad. What's too bad? You're the only warm dame in the organization, and you've got Cassidy's stamp on you. It could be that you're not as smart as you think. Well, this is one time when I wouldn't mind apologizing. Mr. Cassidy's office is right in front of you. Walk straight in. Thank you. Uh, if I should yell for help... The office is soundproofed. I wouldn't hear. Mm, that's what I thought. I'll see you some more, Vivian. Maybe. Yeah. That's just what I was thinking. Harry Cassidy sat behind a huge desk. Cassidy was a fashion plate right off the pages of Esquire. 
It was a good-looking in a big-jawed, narrow-eyed way. A movie director would type him as a suave crook. <laughs> I had another name for him because he peddled dope and there were rumors about white slavery. Well, you look just like your pictures in the paper, Kent. Saw you on the front page a few weeks ago when you got back from the States. I saw your picture once, too. Something about peddling dope to teenagers. Suspicion, Kent, that's all. Suspicion. Hey, which is just another way of saying the cops couldn't prove anything. Did you come here to start an argument? I came here to ask you about the blonde. Blonde? You're the one the guy with the busted nose was chasing. You're not making sense. I hear the guy with the mashed beak is your gun cell. Where'd you get that? Oh, from a little snoop named Bluey Porter. Porter? Oh, come on. Climb down off your horse, Cassidy. You're not fooling anybody. Where's the blonde? I've got a few in the general office. Take your pick. The blonde who slugged me after I saved a life. Sometimes things aren't all they appear, Kent. Well, it's the same as admitting you know about the blonde. Who hired you? Nobody. And keep your nose clean. She slugged me. I don't like being slugged. And I don't like fellas getting in my hair. Oh, you won't get me out as easily as you got Bluey Porter out. Now, look. I don't like trouble. I go far out of my way to avoid trouble. So I'm going to make you an offer. You in the market? Maybe. Keep talking. I'll give you 250 cold to just forget about the blonde. Something tells me 250 isn't nearly enough, Cassidy. You want me to stay out of this for far more than 250 quid's worth now, don't you? I'm not used to fellas holding me over a barrel, Kent. What are you going to do about it? This? I didn't see you do anything. Hold it, Kent. Well, busted beak and a gun. Vince was waiting in the back room. All I had to do was touch a buzzer button with my foot. I'll bet you can even do algebra. He's smart, Mr. Cassidy. Just like they say. He's always got a wisecrack handy. Frisk him. Yeah. Turn round. I turned. Vince pulled the thirty-eight from my shoulder holster. <laughs> now he's got to get a lesson, Vince. Yeah. <laughs> what a lesson... Cassidy joined in, too. They bounced me back and forth. One more. There, that should do it. Maybe he hasn't had enough, Mr. Cassidy. Oh, we don't want to mark him up too badly. You're very big-hearted. I told you I don't like trouble, Kent. Here's further proof of it. 250 quid I shoved in your pocket. Now, forget about me and Vince, and forget about Lola. Lola, huh? Forget her. And make sure you do. Take the clip out of his gun, Vince, and give it back to him. Huh? Do as I say. Okay. Here you are, private eye. Thanks. Goodbye, Kent. It's been nice meeting you. Yeah. Don't forget to be smart, Kent. So long. Well... That interview didn't last too long. My, your eye is starting to swell. Does Cassidy ever beat you, too? I think you've got the wrong idea, Mr. Kent. Well, don't tell me he keeps you out here because you can actually type. You'd better go before I hit you over the head with the typewriter. I went. When I got home, Bluey was still sitting at the telephone table. 
There was an empty scotch bottle on the floor. I said I can't. <laughs> I yell, cover, cover, cover. I think I'll get that way too, Bluey. Huh? Here, we'll crack a bottle. Good, good, I'll good, I'll crack it. <laughs> it isn't to be crushable with an old cover. <laughs> Bluey's eyes weren't focusing. Oh, uh, wasn't He didn't see the beautiful shiner I was sporting nor the bruises on my jaw. I'll uh, put the glass. I'll get the glass. He'd forgotten about Cassidy and just about oh, everything else. Sweet out of line. Sweet out of line. Shut up! I. I want to think. Oh, gee, think. Yeah, about Cassidy and the blonde. Huh? Hey. Got it. Got what? I looked at my watch. A quarter to five. I made a phone call. Cassidy? Harry Cassidy? Yeah. Yeah, that'll cost a lot more than usual, Kent. There's 50 in a shadow. 50, huh? Okay, Kent. I had a few more drinks with Bluey. He was romanticizing again. Yes, yeah, really tough on the first war. Yes, sir. There was this machine gun, this, you see. And they asked for volunteers. Sergeant Bree, the general said, you're the bravest broke I ever did see, and I'm putting you in for the DSC. Tommy, Tommy is doping me in for the DSC. Well, of course, I said we were modest like that. Yeah. Hey, what's that? Larry Kent. Shadow here. Listen. I followed Cassidy from the Metro building. He didn't go to his place. He went to Coogee to a house on Beach Drive, number 234. Thanks, Shadow. I'll leave you 50 with my landlady in case something happens to me. A phone call, and a ride in my car, and a back door. A skeleton key job third one worked. I walked down a long carpet runner. And then? I think Kent will stay out of it, Lola. If he doesn't, he is really dumb. You shouldn't have got that bee in your bonnet about running out on Mr. Cassidy, Lola. You should have known that nobody runs out on Mr. Cassidy. I... I had an attack of conscience. I wanted to get out of the rackets. You can't afford a conscience in our business, honey. Once you're in, you stay in. Don't make the same mistake again, or Vince may not bring you back into the fold. All right, I'm over it now. That's the girl. You see, I couldn't let you run out. You know too much about me. I showed how things stood with me when I hit Kent over the, the head with a gun, didn't I? That's what saved you, honey. If you let Kent have Vince arrested, well, I'd have had to um, take care of you. Maybe you should have, Cassidy. What? Get him, Vince! I had an extra clip in my apartment, Cassidy. You... Don't go for the gun. <laughs> well, I told him not to. Lola, now you can exercise that conscience of yours. Listen, that'll be the cops I phoned. Better make up your mind. I... I should have trusted you in the beginning. She talked. She also gave me Vivian's surname. Later, the cops rounded up Cassidy's mob, but I wasn't worried about that. I got Vivian's address from a phone book, took her out to dinner. Then we went to my apartment for some uh, coffee. Hi, Kent, I was just going to... Yeah. Company, eh? Yeah, yeah, Bluey, uh, good night. Hi. 
Good night. Oh, but I'm going to wait a minute. I get drunk. I just got drunk. Now, uh, let's see, uh, Vivian. I apologize to you for thinking you couldn't type, and then on the street corner... You did this. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, Mary. Brother. Good night. <laughs> 